Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. I'm afraid that you're looking for your next chapter, and I'm looking for the whole rest of the book. Kate Stamen London, One to Watch. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And today I'm joined by regular guests, Juliana Helms and Courtney Kinsey for another edition of Casting Call. If you're new here, our Casting Call episodes are inspired by friend, fellow book club member and bookstagrammer, Juliana. You might know her best as at Juliana Reads on Instagram. Juliana regularly casts her favorite books in polls on her Instagram stories in a feature she calls, Who Would You Cast? And Courtney and I often make our casting contributions via DM and text. Juliana has graciously allowed us to take that idea and turn them into a series of episodes on From the Front Porch. Together, we've previously cast Mexican Gothic, Beach Reads, and the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. Today, we're tackling Kate Stamen London's One to Watch, and you can cast your votes on our castings in a polls on Juliana's Instagram this Sunday. Juliana and Courtney, welcome back to the show. Hello, thanks for having us. Hi, Annie. Yay, I'm so glad you guys are here. Juliana, you want to give us a synopsis of One to Watch? Absolutely. 30-something-year-old plus-size fashion blogger Bee Shoemaker has always been unlucky in love, but a recent heartbreak has left her reeling. When she's asked to be the next star of Main Squeeze, a bacheloresque reality show wherein contestants vie for the heart of one lucky gal, she agrees for the sake of possibly furthering her career, but only under one condition. Under no circumstances will she actually fall in love. Or will she? (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Pretty proud of it. Okay, so I read this book a year ago. I looked up my previous review and I read it a year ago. Courtney, I think you did too, right? Did you read it a while ago? No, I think I actually, well, I read it when it came out. Okay. So if it came out last year, then sure. But I didn't read it like early or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't either. I read it. I read it when it released last summer. Um, Laura at the on the bookshelf staff, she and I read it kind of at the same time. But Juliana, you read it recently. Yes, I just finished it last weekend, actually, as of this recording. Um, I got it from the library. Yeah. Okay. So why don't you, Juliana, tell us what you thought of One to Watch? I enjoyed it. I I really like rom-coms, especially for a palate cleanser, uh, you know, after reading something super deep. And so I enjoyed it, but it, it did have really deep themes to it as well, which I think more and more rom-coms nowadays do kind of have that in the background. Um, and this one definitely, I mean, we, we get a lot of discussion around you know, especially the bad side of the current Bachelor franchise, which I think we we all watch a little bit of, you know, in a cringy way of knowing that there are definitely some things that need to be addressed um, and hopefully will be now that, you know, a lot of things have come to light. And I think that it did a good job of tackling those head on and not really shying away from them um, without it being too much. I mean, it still had the fun element of her finding love and you do still get, you know, a happy ending at the end of it. 
Yeah, I would agree. I love the show Unreal. I don't think it's on anymore, but the show yeah. based on The Bachelor mm-hmm. on Lifetime. And this kind of felt like a mix of that and then like a lighter rom-com. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really liked that kind of juxtaposition of the Unreal, like here's all the dirty behind the scenes stuff of these types of shows. But then here's the love story and mm-hmm. the comedy and the things that I enjoy to read, as Juliana said, as a palate cleanser. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was the best bachelor season I'd ever read. Like I just would prefer, (laughs) I would prefer to watch B's love story come to life. than I would probably watch another season of the bachelor or bachelorette. And I've watched a lot of those. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, and I enjoyed in the book that all of the contestants were so drastically different from each other. I feel like, I mean, they, they kind of did a nod to the whole, I think Chad was the name. There were like five Chads. (laughs) <laughs> in the book. Um, yeah. And she doesn't even remember Like they all go, you know, by Chad Y, Chad X. Um, and she can't even remember any of them. And so they do still kind of do a nod to, yeah, on the regular Bachelor, you know, they all start to kind of run together in a group of Chads. But um, in this one, the especially the final contestants were all so different from each other. And it was very easy to keep them separate in your head. Um, you, you weren't constantly mm-hmm. trying to remember, oh, was that this character who had done this? It was very clear. I think she did a great job with that, which can get overwhelming when there's a huge cast yeah yeah I liked how all the guys were different and it made for an interesting casting like looking up actors for the for the imaginary movie or show we're creating (laughs) right absolutely I I definitely think it's going to come through in in our picks um with that said you want me to dive into the character list um, so how this works yes. with the podcast is I will give a character description. Um, if the author gives any type of physical descriptors, I'll also include that. And luckily in this book, the author does a great job of giving physical descriptors of the characters and even you know some personality traits as well. So most of what I'm going to say here is directly quoted from the book. So I'll give her some credit on that. But I will read the character description and then we will pick snake draft style. So any is going to go first. Courtney's going to get stuck in the middle and then I'll go at the end. And then the next round, it'll be me, then Courtney, then Annie. So we will start with Annie doing her first pick, but I will read the description of B first. So as I said earlier, B is a plus size fashion blogger. She is brokenhearted and has some trust issues and insecurities. Physical descriptors are that she has dark hair and blue eyes and lovely curves. So Annie, who did you pick for B? Okay, I decided to cast actress Melanie Field. Melanie Mm -hmm. is kind of an up and coming actress. Have you guys, do you guys know her? Yes. I'm looking at her picture now and I am loving her in this role. Yes, that hairstyle is fierce. Right? It's so good. And she is, she played a minor role on the show Shrill Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. Amy Bryant. But did you guys know? I did not. They're doing a League of Their Own reboot. Yes. And she's in it. Yeah. yeah, she so Melanie Field is in that show. And so I feel like she's kind of this up and coming actress. I feel like she would definitely take a role like this mm-hmm. and it could kind of cement her career or like move her forward, propel her forward in her mm-hmm. career. Plus, I just think she has the look. She doesn't have blue eyes, but she's got right. this really striking hair. She has great eyebrows. Mm-hmm. I feel like B is a beauty blogger, right? So to me, this kind of this face of makeup and like 
hot new looks, I feel like yeah. would be perfect for a bee. Oh, definitely. She could, she could totally pull that off. And one of my favorite parts of the book too, was the fashion. Um, we're not going to mm-hmm. cast the fashion director of the show because we just have so many people to get through, but she was, she was <laughs> one of my favorite characters just because she didn't shy away from, from using color and using patterns. And, you know, I think in yeah. plus size fashion, they either tend to go way too far with that or to not go far enough. And it's, you know, just all sad colors. And so I really liked that, that she embraced, I guess, that fashion blogger side for, for the, the main squeeze that year, which was B. Um, I thought she did a great job with that. So I think mm-hmm. she could pull that off. Uh, Courtney, who is your pick? Okay. So speaking of shrill, my <laughs> selection was A.D. Bryant. Yeah. Um, I feel like she is obviously very funny. Mm-hmm. And in looking at pictures of her, I feel like she does glam very well. Mm -hmm. Um, The picture I chose in my little character description, I was like, oh, she looks like she knows (laughs) like all the labels, all the trends. And what I liked about B and what kind of gets her into this whole situation is she has a really popular Twitter account and she tweets about Mm -hmm. the show Main Squeeze. And I feel like that is something that A.D. Bryant would really bring to this role is someone who's really quick and witty because that's really what gets her noticed by the producers is like her, you know, banter on Twitter and her Mm -hmm. like popular blog and all of that stuff that's sometimes kind of behind the scenes. And I just think she has a really likable quality that you root for. So I'd love to see her in more romantic comedy kind of work Um, apart from like silly, you know, Saturday Night Live skits or even in Mm -hmm. the show uh, Shrill. I think as the fake producers of this fake movie, we would just have a delightful time working with her because of her yeah. experience on SNL. Yeah, like her, her quick wit for it, because you're right, B has some zingers that she kind of mm-hmm. aims at some of the characters who are being super nasty to her. Um, yeah. And I definitely think AD could could pull off that attitude piece of it. I love it. Okay, so next up is my pick for B. And mine might be a tiny bit controversial because she is not a traditional actress. Um, but it is Ashley Graham. Many of you probably know her from her plus size oh. modeling, especially of bathing suits. She is probably one of the most gorgeous human beings that I've ever seen. Um, she just has this look about her that you just really? want to keep <laughs> looking at her, isn't she? Um, so she has she has some hosting gigs under her belt. She's done a lot of like Entertainment Tonight hosting um, on the Billy Bush Show, CBS This Morning, and also if you will remember, she was on that Joe Jonas toothbrush music video. I would argue that that didn't take a whole lot of acting to have some chemistry with Joe Jonas, but she still pulled it off pretty well, rolling around in that bed. Um, So she was my pick for for B. So, all right. I think we're off to a great start. I like that. All right. Up next is Lauren. So Lauren is the new producer at Main Squeeze. She is ambitious and a pusher. Her physical descriptors from the book is that she is rail thin, has glossy straight auburn hair, freckles, and hazel eyes. So I guess I'm going first on this one. Um, My pick for Lauren is Jessica Chastain. You would probably know her from Zero Dark Thirty. She was also Mm -hmm. in Molly's Game and in the horror movie It. She has got excellent bone structure, and she can pull off a suit like nobody's business. Um, In the Google Docs that we send to each other, um, I have a picture of her actually in a suit, and she just looks like 
all business. Um, so I think that that she could pull off yeah. the showrunner, going to get everybody in line. This is how we're doing this. And she also plays a pretty pivotal role in convincing B to really embrace the show. Um, Bee's very hesitant when she first joins the cast and and like I said, she's very hesitant to actually fall in love with anyone. And Lauren kind of pushes her towards that. So that was my Lauren. All right. What about you, Courtney? Who is your Lauren? Okay. My Lauren is Jenna Malone. Um, I, when I saw the descriptor of her being so thin and having the red hair sort of mm-hmm. um I've thought about Jenna Malone in the Hunger Games yeah and I forget her character but in that she's obviously very intense and then um even in one of my favorite movies Saved I don't know <laughs> a good movie had a deep cut um, <laughs> a good movie yeah just how like she kind of you know, she has that arc of sort of wanting to like fit in with this, like the who are viewed as like the nice kids and then mm-hmm. kind of gets into trouble. And so I feel like she does have the ability to be um, like, hey, I'm on your side, like it's us against them. Mm-hmm. But then when she needs to turn it on, she can be really yeah. almost hateful and like a little bit vindictive. Mm-hmm. And even just her facial expressions, I feel like she is uh, someone who looks like a master manipulator. So yeah, I really yeah. liked her for this role. Yeah, I yeah, that's a that. good one. I feel like we haven't seen her recently either. Yeah, and I don't Not know that role. she's ever done like a romantic comedy like this. Mm-hmm. I feel like she is usually in more like indie or like intense kind of films. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this would be a good departure from that. Yeah, that's a great pick. All right, Annie, who is yours? Okay, mine is actress Willa Holland. So she has been in the OC and Gossip Girl, but I guess she right now is known for Arrow, which is like Mm -hmm. a show on the CW. But I picked her for some of the reasons Courtney mentioned she picked Jenna. Like I wanted somebody who was going to be super like friendly and win be over and then who could like turn on a dime and when I looked up pictures of Willa on Google images because now my Google image search is a real fun place to be (laughs) Uh, but when I was looking up pictures of Willa she changes so drastically depending on like her haircut and color and her facial expressions and so I felt like oh she looks like somebody who could make you think she was going to be your new best friend, but then in reality could turn on you on a dime. Mm -hmm. And I I thought this picture kind of showed that, but there's also some pictures of her with like a bobbed haircut that I really liked. Like I almost put that instead. And so I just feel like she could easily play both sides of that character. I find that character to be really interesting in the book. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it'd be fun to have her kind of play that. Yeah. Is she the little sister on the OC? Is she Marissa's sister? I think that's right. Caitlin yeah. Cooper? That's okay. what I thought. They look similar. Yeah, she's all grown up now. Yeah. yeah. They do. Yeah. They do look similar. And I think being a little sister on a dramatic show like that is probably good practice for <laughs> being in this role for sure. Yeah. And I kept thinking about the show you mentioned, Unreal, which I loved. Yes. And how that producer on that show, like one minute, like to the main character or the the main space, like would be super nice and kind. Mm -hmm. And then behind the scenes was just cutthroat. And so I really wanted somebody who could do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. 
So next up, we are going to dive into the male contestants on the show. Um, And just a note about these, one of the main things that B harps on when she agrees to join the show is that she wants it to be about body diversity, right? Um, She is a Mm plus-size fashion blogger. That's very important to her. And so Lauren, the producer, agrees that she will have a very diverse cast of men to choose from. But when it comes down to it, that is not what happens. Um, As far as body shape and body size, um, she is given one contestant who is a plus size contestant, and then the rest are, you know, traditional, thin, very muscular men. So just to note that the ones that we are going to be casting fall within that. Um, And that is discussed in the book that she is very disappointed and frustrated that, you know, the producers kind of, I guess, misguided her on how it was going to play out. Um, So that is discussed in the book and that she is frustrated and disappointed in that. Um, but these are the characters that that end up going through. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers, but mostly to the end. So they are who we picked to cast. Mm-hmm. So the first character that we will cast, I misspoke. He's actually not a contestant, but is he, um, is Ray. So <laughs> Ray, again, no spoilers, but... Um, Ray is an attorney. He is a former co-worker and love interest of B. He is very sure of himself and self-centered. The physical descriptors are that he has thick, dark hair and smoldering Brando eyes. So, Annie, you're up first. Who was your pick for Ray? Okay, my pick is Robbie Amell. Uh, He is from The Mm. Duff, which is one of my favorite movies. So good. (laughs) It's so good. I love it. He also is on the show Upload, which Jordan and I watched during the pandemic and really liked a lot. Mm. I think it's on Amazon Prime. It's fantastic. I cast him because to me, he is very traditionally handsome. Mm -hmm. Like he falls under my too handsome category. But he also, he can play both like almost smarmy attorney. Like I was mm-hmm. trying to picture like kind of cocky, arrogant attorney. Yeah. But he also strikes me as somebody B could fall in love with, like kind of playful. And I could see him being like a teasing coworker, kind of like his teasing attitude in the duff. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like he could do both of those things, but he's really traditionally handsome. Yeah. He's got I, if you recall from the Duff, just lots of abs, so many abs. <laughs> and so and so I just think he'd be he'd be fun. And I really am rooting for his career. I really like him a lot. And I feel like this is the kind of movie that he could be in. Yeah. Yes, he, he definitely falls within that traditionally handsome, you know, dark hair, mm-hmm. dark eyes kind of guy. All right, Courtney, who was your pick for Ray? Okay, my pick for Ray is David Walton. He was oh, named... Yeah. Uh, I do too. He was in About a Boy, the TV show version, and um, New Girl. I feel like he's kind of been in a lot of different things, but that's mostly what I know him from. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just going to read my reasoning because I think it's a great quote. Hot jerk with fantastic hair can be goofy and likable, but also a bit smarmy. I think that's what you you want because like not to give too much away, but you know, obviously Ray has some qualities that B likes, so he can't be a total, you know, jerk, but they have that friendship and then things happen. And so I feel like you need both sides of a guy that can be like your attractive friend or your friend that you're attracted to, but then also he's going to have some not so great qualities as well. Yeah. Um, And I think David is probably a lovely person, but when I was reading this, I pictured him in this role, like just Mm -hmm. kind of aloof that, you know, this person that you've known forever is in love with you. Yeah. 
That's perfect. Courtney, can I tell you? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Courtney, I need you to write my character descriptors for me because that's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Can I tell you my dream role for David Walton? Yeah. Because I also want good things for his career. I don't know that I really want this, but I just always picture him as um, the main character in a reboot of Cheers. Like, I feel like he could be (gasps) Sam Malone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's, that's right? so good. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. I Maybe like next that. time we need to to cast a reboot <laughs> of Cheers. Man. That yeah. Let's cast a TV show. Yeah. Okay. So I'm next for my pick for Ray is uh, Sebastian Stan. He is getting a lot of buzz right mm. now because of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier which is, I think, on Disney+. Plus. Um, but he was also in Gossip Girl way back in the day. And then he was on I, Tanya, which was about <laughs> Tanya Harding. And that's why I picked him, actually, is because he is such a great villain in that movie where you can understand why Tanya was attracted to him and why he was appealing and she mm-hmm. would continue going back to him. But then he was just a turd every single time. And so you're like, why are you doing this? And you kind of <laughs> get some of that anger in the book too at B where you're like, no, this is not what is best for you. So he is who I picked for Ray. All right. So up next, now we're getting into um, the different casts from the show. So up first is Asher. He is a history professor in Vermont. He is standoffish and serious. His physical and otherwise descriptors are that he is Asian American, has black glasses, and thick salt and pepper hair. So I am up first for Asher. I had a couple people mind for Asher, and I actually kind of want you guys to help me pick between these two because I think both of them have their own merits. So if you want to look at my uh, spreadsheet right mm. now. I said either Harry Golding yes. from Crazy Rich Asians and Last Christmas or Stephen Yun from Minari. And also I know him from The Walking Dead. I think they both could pull it off for different reasons. I think Harry Golding is kind of the more like traditional handsome. He's got that hair swoop going. I could see him with the salt and pepper hair. Um, <laughs> but I think Stephen is an excellent actor too. And so of the two, who would you who would you pick, or had you already picked one of these two? No, okay. I, I have would, not. I have not picked those two. Okay. I think I almost picked Henry Golding because mm-hmm. I was like, mm, but I worried he was too young because mm-hmm. Asher is a dad, right? Mm-hmm. Like a dad of a teenager, I think. And so yeah. for me, I was like, uh, I always think of him as as kind of that crazy rich Asians, like young mm-hmm. I don't know not that he was young in that but yeah. I, I pictured him skewing younger and right. so I picked someone a little more mature looking but mm-hmm. so I would of these two I think I would go with Steven okay Annie. I like Steven too because he's kind of an unusual pick so Henry yeah. Golding was one of my and I actually had trouble deciding but I kind of like the idea of Steven because he's slightly more nerdy looking I guess I yeah. pictured Asher yeah. too as like slightly nerdy, as nerdy as we get on The Bachelor or an right. equally Bachelor type show. Right. So I kind of like Steven. Okay, perfect. Yeah, it's like, oh, he wears glasses. That means he must be a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is, right. is that what you're going with? Um, yeah. Okay, so we will go with Steven then. So Courtney, who is your pick for Asher? Okay, my pick for Asher is Simu Liu. He is in uh, or was on Kim's Convenience, Mm -hmm. and he's actually going to be the first Asian superhero in an upcoming Marvel movie. So he is definitely 
a hot nerd professor. Like mm-hmm. he, I think he's very handsome and because he's in a Marvel movie, he's pretty buff. Yeah. Um, but I think that and I've watched interviews that he's done, um, especially recently, and he is very well spoken. And I feel like he can pull off that professor intellectual vibe, yeah. but also be someone who's, you know, obviously classically handsome, like being cast on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I thought that he would make a good, interesting pick. And I don't know that he's done any um, I know he's done some comedy being in the sitcom world, but I don't know yeah. that he's done any sort of comedic movie roles. So I feel like this would be interesting for him. Yeah. yeah. He looks great in that bow tie too. In the mm-hmm. picture. Good hair yeah. too. Yeah. I forgot Good to mention hair. the hair. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Annie, who was your pick for Asher? Okay. I picked Harry Shum Jr. And the picture I chose, I specifically was trying to find a guy who looked hot in glasses. <laughs> and so I had narrowed it down to two people and then I decided to Google each of them with glasses following their name. <laughs> and these pictures of Harry Shum Jr. Plus, okay, my heart broke a little bit because no sequel has come out of the Crazy Rich Asians movie. Like yeah. I thought we were going to get a whole trilogy of those movies and we haven't. And his his role was a little bit diminished in that first movie. And he was promised mm-hmm. like a bigger role in the second movie Mm -hmm. and nothing has ever happened with that. So I'm really bummed for him because I thought he was so charming in the first movie. Some people might recognize him from Glee, Mm -hmm. Yes, but I just think he's super cute in glasses. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he could, Courtney, I had forgotten that he is a little bit older, but I think with the glasses, he could pull off the older look a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I just, again, it comes back to whenever I was kind of at a loss, I was like, whose career am I rooting for? And Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm really rooting for his. And I want him to get his time as a romantic lead so yeah that's my my pick you mentioned this earlier but god bless our google search histories <laughs> i like that <laughs> that like the progression was searching for people and then their names plus glasses <laughs> it's, yeah it's just the right. wild the- west out there <laughs> It is. And the other guy, I could find no image with glasses, mm. but then yeah. eye doctors started popping up. So I was like, nope, that's a no. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no. Perfect. Okay. So we will go on to the next contestant, which is Sam. So Sam is a former Teach for America teacher and current volunteer basketball coach. He is a bit aimless, but incredibly kind and sincere. So physical and otherwise descriptors are, it's pointed out that he is very young. He is in his early 20s whereas other contestants are mid-30s and older, including B. Um, he is black with a broad muscular frame, a thick mustache, and a dazzling smile. So, Annie, who did you pick for Sam? Okay, this, I think, was my favorite guy to cast. So I picked Alfred Enoch. He's from Harry Potter, and yeah. he's also from How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. And again, Googled him first, found his picture, was very convinced, then Googled him plus mustache just to make <laughs> sure like we could pull this off, and he definitely can. Yeah. Uh, he just looks to me, I think, and I don't know if it's because Harry, of Harry Potter, though I recognize him too from How to Get Away with Murder, which was a totally different role. Mm-hmm. But he kind of has this innocence about him. He's got these dimples that make him look really young. And he just, he's kind of um, gangly, like he's tall and he's got really long limbs. And he yeah. just strikes me as somebody who could be like a former basketball player, maybe a little bit aimless, like trying yeah. to make good life decisions, but not sure which way to go yet. Not fully grown up and into himself. I feel like he could pull that off. And the guys, go Google him yourselves because every picture he's got this gorgeous smile that I couldn't, Aww. I was like, I got to cast him. He's beautiful. Anyway, that's my pick. 
Oh, Excellent man. reasoning. All right, Courtney, who is your pick for Sam? Okay, <laughs> mine is a <laughs> sort of a joke casting. Um, so I picked Matt James, The Bachelor, because he could be. I listen. I've got some great reasons. This is maybe my favorite pick of the jacket too. I don't know. So I picked him because he fits the physical descriptors. He is very muscular. He's super tall, which fits in well with being a basketball coach. Mm -hmm. But in his real life, he does advocate for kids. And do like charity work with kids. And so I feel like he really does have that heart and personality. Like, I feel like this character was written about Matt James and (laughs) he can rock facial hair very well. I roll my eyes back in my head so well. Um, His past work is The Bachelor, (laughs) um, which some might say requires a little acting skill. We don't know. So I just, I, the whole time I was reading and this was, Last year, when I was reading this, and I only knew Matt James from Instagram, I knew him as Tyler Cameron's best friend Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. I think he was cast to be The Bachelor. Um, But I literally was like, this is like that guy I follow on Instagram. Like, this is who (laughs) I've always pictured in this role. And Mm -hmm. he's younger. And um, I would love to see super tall Matt James with super short A.D. Bryant, personally. I would love to see it. Yeah. Well, and now I feel like if that were to happen, we would have to cast Tyler C as somebody, right? Like, oh I mean, surely we, we'd take a bullet for everybody on that one. I'm sure. But um, yeah, ooh, I can get behind that. Okay. So my pick for Sam, this is going to take a little bit of justifying possibly, but my pick was Donald Glover because mm. of his character in community. I don't know if y'all have watched <gasps> that show. It's not yeah. on before. Oh yeah. But he is such a kind of fun loving, likable guy on that show. And I know mm-hmm. that that was a little, a little while ago, but to me, Donald Glover still looks very young. He looks like he is still in his early twenties, even though I think he might be in his later twenties now. Um, Obviously, he's incredibly versatile, and and you know he was also in Atlanta, which has some of the best episodes of TV that I've ever watched, just because of the range of all the actors on that show. But he was my pick for Sam, just because he's got that kind of you know genuine, really likable personality. And of of everyone in the book, and of all the contestants, to me, Sam was probably the most likable just from the jump, um, from his beginning interaction yeah. with B, where he accidentally pokes her, actually, <laughs> which was so cute because it was just such like a personal <laughs> touch, I guess that she added in there to make you, you know, feel endeared to this character. But he was my pick for Sam. Yay, that's a good lineup, guys. Yeah. All right. So next up is Luke. Luke is a chef working in New York City. He is indulgent and complimentary. And of all the words to describe him, lush is what came to mind for some reason. Uh, Physical and otherwise (laughs) descriptors is that he is French. He is, according to the author, this is probably my favorite description in the whole book. Absolutely devastating. Dark hair long enough to brush his neck, crooked nose, full lips, crinkly brown eyes, incredibly strategic stubble, and geometric tattoos. I mean, what a description. <laughs> so, um, all right. I think, Annie, you're up first for Luke. So who was your pick? Oh, wait, no. Is it me? It is you. I it did. is me, I think. Um, okay. You. Okay. Sorry. No, I think it's you. So my pick is... Probably not super well-known unless you've seen the shows that he's in, but Stanley Weber is his name. He is in Outlander and also Borgia. 
He's French, first of all. Mm -hmm. So he has that kind of je ne sais quoi (laughs) about him. But he has got some piercing eyes. And he also looks really good with incredibly strategic stubble. And I could see him with some tattoos, rocking it on the show. Um, So he Mm -hmm. was my pick for Luke. All right, Courtney. Yeah, I could see that. Courtney, who was your pick? Um, he was also my pick. Oh no. (laughs) So I also picked Stanley and again, I'll just read aloud my reasoning. Frenchman (laughs) comma. Have you seen this photo? Like (laughs) I was like, Oh, that lives on my phone now. So yeah, I thought he was great. I thought he was really great in outlander. And I, I do feel like he just has that quality that like, you're not finding him in America. This man is not in Whole Foods. You know what I mean? Like he he's the person that they bring on the show that you're like, I can't believe he can't find love. And right. he's on right. main squeeze. Like that's right. right. That's all I could think of. Red flag. Yeah. Okay. I have an alternate, but we will let Annie go with hers next. But also I will make sure to include this photo on the casting polls <laughs> because it is <laughs> excellent. That Lacoste jacket is doing him some favors. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> yeah, those eyes. <laughs> All right, Annie, who was your pick? Okay, mine is Lewis Garrels. He is from Little Women. He played Professor Bear. I find him again too handsome or too French for Annie B. Jones, but I think he is perfect for this role. So I thought he was great as Professor Bear, but I'd like to see him in a modern Mm -hmm. casting and I'd like to see him in another American production Mm -hmm. and one to watch, I think is solidly an American (laughs) production. I specifically picked this picture because I wanted you all to get the full effect of his profile and that Mm. nose. I just felt like it's very French. It seems like very much in line with what uh, Kate might have had in mind when she was writing this character. He can do the stubble pretty well. And then that hair, I feel like could grow out and be Mm. really impactful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I really like him for this role. And I kind of like him leaning into his Frenchness. Whereas I think he had such, you know, he has such a minor role in Little Women. Mm -hmm. And I think he's very effective Mm -hmm. in that role. I just, Professor Bear is a, character that has had to grow on me since I was eight years old. So like, so so like it takes me a minute to like warm my heart uh, to that character. But I think he could be very believable as a French chef. I I agree. agree. I see it. I agree so much that he was my alternate. (laughs) Oh, there we go. (laughs) So we might have to go back to the drawing board on this. So if you're listening to this episode, please feel free to send me a message with who you saw for Luke. (laughs) We would Um, love to look at more pictures of attractive Frenchmen. Yes. So yeah, please just, Google that. just DM them. Please. Can Even I better if it's a video. You, <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you who I thought of and who I just think okay, I'm going to tell you who I thought of and then I was like, I just don't think so because he wasn't even good as this person. So the first thing I thought of was uh, in Emily in Paris. Like there's a French <gasps> chef yeah. in, that, in that show. And I yeah. Googled him and I was like, he is not that attractive. Like he, and maybe that's me being harsh. Uh, He is obviously, I'm sure a very handsome man, but like, he's a little bit scrawny and Mm. I, I don't know. Like I like him. I mean, Emily in Paris is not a good show first of all, but I immediately was like, wait, who's that French Mm -hmm. chef? Cause he plays a chef in that show. So I was like, who is that? So that's why I Googled first and then just quickly, sadly eliminated him from the running. Lucas Bravo. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Because this picture, this picture with his hair long, like 
No. Right? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. And he doesn't really look French to me. I don't know why. I guess I I imagine like the more darker hair kind of like we have in in our... More swarthy. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So yeah, we'll go back to the drawing table on that. Um, Do we have time to do Wyatt? I know this was a special request from you, Annie, and I actually feel really good about my pick, so... Do we want to do Wyatt? I like doing. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. All right, Annie, you're up first then. Who was, oh, I need to read the descriptor though first so you know who we're talking about. Wyatt is an Oklahoma wheat farmer. He is shy and nervous, gentle, warm, and inquisitive. Physical descriptors are that he looks like an all-American football hero, tall and muscled with blonde hair. So Annie, who was your pick? I love this character so much, guys. I picked uh, Wyatt Russell as the, as my oh, character. Yeah. So. I just, first of all, he is on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but he's a former hockey star. He's the son of Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Actually, uh, you can very much see one. that Kurt Russell. I didn't know that. Pool. But yeah, you can yeah. see that. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, look at that face. Um, but I kind of just thought, first of all, I'm sick of Marvel for like capturing all of these great actors before they can do mm-hmm. anything else. It just makes me mad. And I mean, I guess good for Marvel, but I... I'm a big proponent of the rom-com. And so before he gets too enmeshed and wrapped up in the Marvel universe, I would like him to be in this rom-com because like Chris Evans, he's never going to be in a rom-com again. You know what I'm saying? Like Marvel Mm -hmm. stole him from us. So anyway, that's why I picked Wyatt Russell. Plus he's handsome. Like when you Google, he's obviously a handsome man, although I am anti-blonde men, but you know what I'm saying? Like he is a handsome guy, but he also just looks like a good old boy football player who could be from middle america yeah oh i can see it have y'all have y'all seen the movie um table 19 with anna kendrick where Mm -hmm. she goes to the wedding and it's her ex-boyfriend's sister's wedding and she goes anyways even though like they've broken up Mm -hmm. because she's trying to she's still in love with him basically no not really not wyatt russell I'm not either. And I'm that this what I'm about to tell you is Wyatt Russell is the best part of that movie. And okay. and it is sort of a rom com. Mm-hmm. So I feel like okay. that is speaking to his uh okay. prowess mm-hmm. as a rom com king, if he can make okay. that happen. Okay. So if he can yeah, okay. if he can make me want to watch Anna Kendrick and in, in a rom com. <laughs> <laughs> guys, people suggest her all the time for casting stuff and I don't think I've ever used her because I just can't for some reason. I, it's yeah. to me, she's one that kind of plays it the same every single time. Like she feels like the same character in mm-hmm. every single role that she is in. And that works for a time. And then it just gets a little old to me. But if there's an Anna Kendrick yeah. movie that's going to do it, maybe that one, maybe that one's it. Maybe. Yeah, I kind of am intrigued. I might like to try that because I started that HBO show with Anna Kendrick, despite my own Anna Kendrick misgivings. But the HBO show is pretty good so far. But I'm kind of intrigued by Table 19. I'm always looking for a rom-com I haven't seen. So maybe I'll try that. Yeah, let me know. All right, Courtney, who is your pick for Wyatt? Okay, my pick is uh, Chris Carmack Carmack? Uh from the OC. And recently he was in Grey's Anatomy. Um, I just feel like he has that quintessential blonde, Midwestern, all-American look. Yeah. He... Again, sorry to quote myself, but he always looks like he just walked in from stacking up bales of hay in a good way. <laughs> he does. That's true. <laughs> like he's brawny, but he's like, he looks like soft and thoughtful. And mm-hmm. I just, whenever I think of a blonde man that I feel like I could trust, because there aren't many, I think mm-hmm. of Chris for sure. 
Yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay. My pick for Wyatt is um, Jared Padalecki from <laughs> Gilmore Girls. He's Dane. Yeah. Um, also in Supernatural. The photo that I put in here to justify it, he has a cowboy hat on. <laughs> um, and I feel yes, like he, he, he can pull that in the, you know, duster jacket off pretty well. But yeah, he, to be honest, he's kind of a jerk in Gossip Girl, but he also has just that smile, that kind of disarming smile that just makes you want to fall in love with him. And so maybe he could get a little bit of redemption in this movie as being a likable, nice guy. So he's my pick. Okay, I'm here for a redemption story. I cannot stand Dean from Gilmore Girls. I'm very biased. Mm -hmm. But you might have won me over because Jared Padalecki is a real person. Mm -hmm. And maybe he needs a redemption story. So you might have convinced me. Yep. Call us up, Jared. All right. Well, (laughs) I'm I'm pretty proud of that. I'm also proud that we didn't have any repeats other than the one for Luke. Yeah. Pretty pretty proud of us. I think it's a pretty solid cast. Yeah. I just want to say I love doing this so much because it really is a journey in Googling. And like I and then I have all these pictures on my desktop and then like I highlight my final choices and pull them up in a collage on preview and like see how do these people look together. And I got to tell you, it's very fun. It's a very fun exercise. I think maybe you should share that with the audience. (laughs) (laughs) I will. Maybe I will. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much. And don't forget, if you're listening and you want to cast your own votes for our casting choices, you can follow Juliana Reeds on Instagram and she will have these polls up on Sunday. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in South Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at Bookshelf T-Bill, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, www.bookshelfthomasville.com. A full transcript of today's episode can be found at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. Special thanks to Dylan and his team at Studio D Production for sound and editing and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. This week, I'm reading Gold Diggers by Sanjuna Sathian. Juliana, what are you reading? I am reading Project Hail Mary, the new book by Andy Weir. Courtney, what are you reading? I'm reading Rodham by Curtis Sittenfeld. If you liked what you heard on today's episode, tell us by leaving a review on iTunes. Or if you're so inclined, support us on Patreon, where you can hear our staff's weekly New Release Tuesday conversations, read full book reviews in our monthly Shelf Life newsletter, follow along as Hunter and I conquer a classic, and receive free media mail shipping on all your online book orders. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We're so grateful for you, and we look forward to meeting back here next week. 